guys, welcome to this week's episode of Drummer's Guide 2. And today I'm talking about groove, because groove is something that, well, I define myself, I think, as a groove drummer, but for years I was sort of given this limiting belief uh, by someone that I basically believed at the time to say that I couldn't be that kind of drummer. I was much more suited to a technical kind of approach and I was always going to be a technical kind of drummer because that's how they saw me and, and you know, and this person, as I said, I, I really looked up to, I really trusted and I just took their word for gospel. I just went, oh, well, obviously you know better than me. Turns out they didn't and that's all right. You know, their advice was coming from a very nice place, but the technique and technical side of drumming never really got me, you know, it never really, I enjoyed it, but it never hit me in the gut in the same way that players with groove did. Every time I would see a, a drummer and their groove was just amazing, I would just be blown away, sucker punched and just longing to be that kind of player. And this was since I was literally since I started. I didn't even realise at the time, but it was since I started, since I was 11 years old. And yeah, so I sort of was given this limiting belief when probably when I was around about 11 as well. And I didn't really shake it until I was maybe 18 or 19, something like that. So I just went on this quest, <laughs> basically a one woman quest to find out what is groove? What does it mean? How do I get it? So I would basically go out and see I would go and see gigs anyway, but any gig that I saw with a drummer that whose groove just absolutely floored me, I would instantly make a beeline for them, these poor people, and just be like, okay, like, how do you develop your groove? How do you sound so amazing? I love the way you play. Can you just give me give me the answer? What's the answer? It's kind of, you know, at that age, I was, I was sort of thinking there must be just this one answer that will solve everything, which I've later found out, obviously, is not quite that simple ever. But yeah, so I would just do this and this was my obsessive sort of thing. I went and had lessons with drummers to find out what this elusive thing was. I, like I say, I would collar drummers after gigs. I would go to drum clinics and then I would just chew the ear off of drummers. And yeah, I was just absolutely obsessed and had no idea what this elusive thing was. So I went and had uh, lessons uh, with a few different people one of which uh, notably was uh, a drummer called Andrew Small, who is a drummer over here in the UK. He plays with Massive Attack and people like that. Amazing drummer, absolutely wonderful man. Uh, went and had a lesson with him and we spoke about time and we spoke about the click and the metronome and all that sort of side of stuff. And he said to me, how do you see the click? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? How do I see it? Because you hear it, don't you? What do you mean, see it? He's like, no, no, like, if you were to visualise a click, what would it look like? And I sort of, like, made a motion with my hand, like a like a hammer, hammering. So vertical, straight up and down, that's the click. He went, ah, oh, that's interesting. I see it more like this. And then he made this amazing circle shape where the click was at the top of the circle. He said, do you see all that space in between? All that space between the top and then coming back round to the top that's the feel. That is what gives you groove. And I, my mind, when I say it was blown, I'm sure that I was literally sitting there with my mouth wide open, just like, oh my God, you've just completely changed the whole way that I see time and groove and, and what it means to be a drummer. 
So from this point on, I sort of like changed my view of the click and I turned it into this circular thing. I mean, since then, I mean, it's been a few years. Now it's more of a fluid thing and it's it's not necessarily a circle, but it's more of a, it is a shape, but it is much more of a fluid kind of shape. I think that's a lot to do with the way that I perform as well, because I do move quite a lot and, you know, I'm not moving on the click at a certain point and I'm certainly not moving in a circle. Although, well, I reckon some people would probably get some sort of motion sickness if I started doing that, maybe even myself included. I don't think anyone wants that <laughs> so um yeah so that was my first sort of like introduction to okay I need to be thinking about this differently then I asked a, a, another drummer Clem Catini absolute legend who I saw play at a drum clinic well it was a, a, a yeah in fact it was it was a, it was a drum masterclass week uh and he played this one song and I was just like oh my god I love you I, I'm just, I'm in love with you. You are the most, like, this is beautiful. How are you doing this? And it was very simple what he was playing. So I asked him, I said, how did you develop your feel? Like, that is, it's beautiful. <laughs> and he was like, he's so unassuming. You know, he's a lad from North London. And he's just like, oh, well, you know, I, I just, I don't know, really. I just, I guess it's because I was just playing with lots of people. Like, all the time, it was kind of a different time when I was, um, playing and and yeah I mean you'd be doing sessions all day long and I was like oh that's that's amazing but at the same time I was going in my head I am playing lots I'm playing with lots of people lots of different people all the time well in my head I felt like all the time although thinking about it back to his kind of time that really was like literally all the time all day long and night whereas I was just playing with lots of people every night so I was like oh, that's really not helping me it doesn't it doesn't ring true to me because that's what I'm doing, but I'm not the player that I want to be. I'm not the player that I believe that I am and I should be, you know, I have this image in my head of who I'd like to be and it's, and I'm nowhere close. And every gig I play, I don't feel any closer. If anything, I just feel more despondent. So anyway, this is what was going on in my head. I didn't want to say any of this to him. I was just like, okay, thank you very much for your advice. And there would be a series of other answers, but most of them would be based around just play with more people, just play lots, play lots, play lots. And I was like, okay, right. But in my head just going, okay, but that's not working for me. So I sat down and I thought about it logically, as I like to do, as you might have noticed already, I like to have some logic in the situation and rationale. So I thought, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a list of all my favourite songs where the feel is just so undeniable and beautiful and makes me want to cry and makes me want to dance and I just love. So this is what I did. I wrote a list. Loads of songs on there, like hundreds, if not thousands of songs. And each song I would then look up who the drummer was. So I did that. It left me with a list of, again, hundreds of drummers. <laughs> Uh, some of these would have included people like Steve Jordan, Steve Gadd. Uh, I was listening to a lot of Steely Dan stuff, so a lot of Bernard Purdy, Jeff Picaro, um, Al Jackson Jr. as well from some Al Green stuff that I loved, uh, Jim Gordon from some Mini Ripperton stuff, which is just, like, unbelievable. Uh, and uh, Bill Withers, obviously, James Gadson, who I will forever mention because I love him. Uh, also, a lot of stuff, obviously, from the band Levon Helm, all of that sort of stuff. So those are just a few examples uh, oh, Earl Palmer, I'll shove him in there as well, uh, from a bunch of David, David Axel and stuff that I loved, still love. Um, yeah, so I had this list of God knows how many drummers, 
And then what I decided to do, okay, here's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to look on discogs.com or allmusic.com, which were fairly new at the time, I think, because they weren't as extensive as they are now, but it was like this great hub of information. Still is. If you ever want to find out who's played on something, go on to one of those websites. You are bound to find who's on there. And yeah, so then I sort of like plugged in whatever the drummer's name was into the website and I would find out everything every single song they'd played on in their career, at least the ones that were on this website. And then what I'd do is I'd then create their own playlist on Spotify. In fact, I still have some of these playlists where I would, yeah, I would I would find the songs and I would put them on this playlist and I would just listen to everything that I could find uh, that was on Spotify, which again wasn't that extensive at the time, but I'll tell you what, it's enough. I mean, there were thousands of songs, hours and hours and hours of listening pleasure, and I would absolutely obsess over these these songs. I would sort of like, I remember finding a great Boz Skaggs album that Steve Jordan was on. I also found that Levon Helmut played on some Nora Jones records that I didn't realise. But anyway, I became obsessed with all this other stuff that people had played on, and I would just listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. And then I thought, okay, because I was still gigging at this point and I was still sort of trying to record gigs and, and listen back to them. And I was like, it's still not working. As long as, like, as much as I'm listening and listening and listening, nothing seems to be affecting me. Not that I can hear, at least. Maybe it was a little bit, but I couldn't notice any noticeable difference. So I just thought, okay, I need to be doing more. Clearly, it's not working the way that I need it to, the way I want it to. So I thought, okay here's what I probably should do. Let me try emulating these drummers. And I thought, all right, so I'd be emulating the drummers and technically I'd be playing along with the other musicians that are on the records as well. So therefore locking in with the other musicians just purely by osmosis if I was locked into the drummer. So I thought, okay, let me do that. And then I realized, okay, I need to be getting feedback from this. If you've listened to other stuff from me before, as you know, I'm a big, big, massive, huge advocate of recording yourself and listening back to yourself. And that is the best way to get great feedback of how you're actually sounding. So that's what I did. I got my little mini tape recorder and I would play along to one song. I would record it. I would listen back. I would then make adjustments if I knew how to, because sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I would just listen and go, this just sounds awful, but I don't know why. It felt, it sounded good when I was playing it and it felt like I was locked in and now I'm listening back and it's awful and I hate myself right now. But I just went, okay, well, let me just try again. And it's a weird thing because even if you don't know why it's not locking in or it, your playing isn't where you think it is, if you just the act of listening back and then going to try and do it again, I think, well, I know because I've done it, my brain subconsciously makes tiny adjustments and the next time I play it and, and record myself and then listen back again, inevitably something will have changed. It may only be by like a tiny, tiny percentage, like I'm talking like a fraction of a percentage, but every time I could notice just the slightest difference and that alone I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is working. This is actually working. So as you know, it is me, I became a little bit obsessed with it. <laughs> so what I would do, I would spend just hours and hours and hours playing to the same songs 
over and over and over again, recording myself, listening back, recording myself, listening back until I would be locked in with that drummer. And I'm not saying that I wanted to be these drummers, although it would be very nice, you know, they got some lovely feel going on because, you know, at the end of the day, you can't be another drummer. You, you just can't. You are yourself. You are the amalgamation of everything that you've ever, you know, been taught, played, listened to, and no one will be you. Like, it's just inevitable. But I tell you what, if you can take some of these other players' DNA and kind of like embody it and, you know, just purely by osmosis, you're going to get some of their characteristics. And so therefore, make sure you choose wisely in the kind of drummers you want to be sort of like taking on. And you'll become this amalgamation of different influences, um, be that those drummers or, like I say, the the stuff, the, the musicians that you've played with, for instance, or the music you've listened to, even as a kid before you've started picking up an instrument or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so I gradually did this. And it was interesting because, as I said, like during the day I would be practicing, but almost every night I was gigging. It was mainly covers bands. There was some original stuff as well, uh, some originals artists. And... It was a really interesting progression because almost as soon as I started doing this recording myself, listening back to tracks, I was noticing a difference live with bands. And it might have been something as simple as the bass player seeming to be more into it than usual. And maybe that would sort of like progress to a couple of gigs later. They'd be doing, you know, that amazingly ugly, brilliant bass face that bassists love to do when they're in the groove I was getting some of them and I was like wow that's that's I've never had that before that's good that's a compliment that's definitely a big compliment that might then sort of like transfer over to the guitarist or the keys player and then finally the singer and you know that if the singer's into it you're definitely onto a winner and I was like oh my gosh this is working this is I'm I'm becoming the player that I want to be and I'm getting the reaction that I wanted to that I want to have you know to my playing and this would gradually emanate to the audience. And sometimes, you know, I'd be playing to audiences of two or three people and then a couple of bar staff. But even they were sort of like reacting and, and moving or like dancing or, you know, even if they were just nodding their heads, I was like, this is working. This is this is this is me. This feels right. This feels like the person I want to be and the player I want to be as well. And then gradually, obviously, if if, if crowds were bigger, then there would be more people and it would emanate and and you know and I'd feel it more I'd understand the moment that I was in that groove and that I was connected with the other musicians and you know it, it became this feeling that that was familiar and sometimes hey sometimes still I wouldn't make it into that groove and sometimes it would still feel a bit lumpy or a bit stale or a bit static or whatever or a bit linear and I would know it but in a way I was just like well at least I know it. That's good because before I wouldn't be able to recognise that. And if I had listened back to a recording, all I'd know is this sounds wrong and I don't know why. Whereas now it was like, OK, this feels wrong. Let me rectify it. And I could find ways to rectify it. And I could. And that was what became so apparent. It's just I think it's like anything in life. As soon as you get sort of to a decent level in anything, the real sign of a of a good player or anyone doing anything is the ability to adapt quickly to create the outcome that you're aiming at and and mine is and always has been groove and feel and you know and i'm still working on it i mean don't don't i hope you don't think that i think i'm some groove queen and you know i'm the, i'm not 
I'm not the best. I've got a long way to go. I'm still working on it. And I'm still brought to tears by dramas that I see that I'm just like, your groove. And just like, yeah, I mean, that you want me to fall in love with you? That is the quickest way I fall in love with any drummer. If they've got a nice groove, I'm just like, oh, I love you forever. And then I will go and chew their ear off about, you know, just their sort of approach and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So I think that that kind of like, I mean, it's, it's, I still find it a difficult thing to quantify and to explain to people, which I understand now people's response to me when I was asking that question, because it is a difficult one to answer. And now the whole thing of saying, well, yeah, just play with lots of people makes complete sense because once I was in that sort of like groove state, if you like, playing with people live just completely like skyrocketed the whole experience and my ability definitely but it was just getting in the door as it were and, and just understanding what I needed to be working on and as I said I'm still working on this I will forever be working on this but it's great because I feel like it is definitely my calling as it were um, and as I said I still find it hard to to quantify and to explain what it is but to me I guess it's like this fluid motion emotion and it's like having a really warm duvet just cover a whole song and everyone's just moving together and it just feels like home I guess that's so lame isn't it oh my god that's the cheesiest thing I've ever said I'm so sorry <gasps> right I'm gonna have to leave now because I'm just I'm incredibly embarrassed but thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening Sorry if you, you know, was a little bit sick in your mouth there for that last line. I'm deeply ashamed. But yes, if you have any questions about Groove or anything else uh, that you'd like me to answer in any of these podcasts, then please feel free to drop me a line. You can go to www.adrummersguide2.com. There's a form on there that you can fill out to ask a question. Uh, there's also a link to an email so you can ask a question there. And yeah, I hope you guys are having an awesome day and an awesome week. And yeah, I'll see you next week for another episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. I think next week is the best ways I have to learn stuff. So yeah, enjoy that and I will speak to you soon. All right, lots of love. See you later. Bye.